1: We're live here on the MMA Industry Podcast. Uh, today is July 12th, and I have a returning guest, Nick Baldwin, and we're a little bit late here today. And you know, it's funny, I, I, Nick's the only guest we've had on the podcast twice. I give him this nice platform, and he's late because he gets his headphones caught in his chair. That's exactly what happened. But other than that, Nick, how are you doing today?
2: Yeah, that is what happened. I'll take uh, 100% blame for that. I apologize uh, for being tardy, but uh, good to be here. Thanks again for having me.
1: No problem, I, and you know I wanted to get you back for a couple of reasons, but one of the big ones is uh, I think what you you were able to do last week in covering international fight week is not only important, but I think it's super uh, informative for a lot of people out there that are looking to cover UFC events. You know, a lot of times I hear people say, you know, I so one one of these days I'll get to cover a UFC event, and there's people who create a lot of content they just don't know how to go about getting uh, applied. Uh, you know, to go about getting uh, credentials and everything like that. And uh, you have figured it out, man. I, I gotta I gotta give you know some context uh, here for the people who might be watching and and don't know why this is such a big deal. You just graduated high school. Uh, you're 18 years old, and you got to cover your first UFC event, which happened to be International Fight Week, which happened to be, I mean, UFC 226 happened to be one of the best cards, um, you know, we've seen ever, if not one of the best cards this year. Um, just let, let's start right from the beginning because uh, you know people have, have obviously seen the, the show uh, before, where you talked about your backstory and how you got into it. The majority of the work you do is for Bloody Elbow, but how did you end up getting to rep severe MMA and getting to cover this card? We'll start right at the beginning. How did it start?
2: Well, I guess with severe MMA, I've talked to them for probably the better part of two years now just uh, about UFC c- credentials because I think, well, before severe, the first card I ever applied for credentials, the uh, four, was the uh, Saskatoon card in 2015. That was the Holloway Oliveira card. Um, I just applied, I think at the time, I, the only website I was working for was MMA Suck. I applied under them, didn't get them, so that was okay. Uh, then the next would have been the Toronto card in December of 2016, Holloway Holloway uh, Pettis, and I applied for credentials. I think to that card under Severe. It might have been Severe, might have been something else. I think it was Severe because I was talking to Severe at the time, and so I, I knew Severe was a big enough, big enough outlet. So I, I was thinking, okay, maybe I will get credentials. I didn't, and then sort of talking to them, it's because. I was at the time 16 years old and <laughs> UFC requires you to be 18 to cover these events to, to cover their events and so that's something I didn't know that's something I learned obviously throughout this process and so I'd, I'd really just been talking to Sevier ever since at the time it was basically just you know afterwards all right when you're 18 hit us up again and you know we'll we'll let you go and that's ba- that's basically what ha- what happened. Yeah, and what I think is
1: interesting about this is you kept going, you know, kept kept with Severe, trying to keep that relationship going. Um, how did you
2: initially get in touch with them? For those who might be wondering, um, you know what? I don't. you're Just pretty, you know, generic. Just hit because Graham is the guy who owns the website, Graham McDonald. For anyone that doesn't know, and so I just, I I believe I just messaged him on Facebook. I probably knew him already. I knew at least who he was, and so I just got a hold of him one way or another, and that that's basically it
1: yeah and I think the key thing here is that you kept in contact with them. like I said like you were doing work for bloody elbow but as I've said here on the program before bloody elbow does not have uh they are not an approved outlet um for UFC events which is kind of crazy because I was talking to Michael Hutchinson about this yesterday I was actually uh it's funny I saw you I think last week and then I saw Mike Hutchinson last night and you know Mike lives here in Toronto so that's how I'm able to you know hang out with him a little bit but uh he was telling me that I think bloody elbow almost does as much traffic if not more than MMA Junkie. sometimes like it's, it's MMA fighting's number one and then number two it, it varies between bloody elbow and an MMA junkie, which I did not know. I figured junkie was a lot further ahead, but it, you know, thinking in terms of that, like, it's kind of crazy that they're not approved as an outlet. So you can't apply. Like there's a lot of people I know that work for bloody yeah. elbow that would love to, um, you know, go and cover a UFC event, but they can't, there's a whole story behind it, a whole variety of reasons, uh, why that hasn't happened. If people want to ask me, uh, you know, off, off air, I don't mind talking about that, but uh, cause I, I have a feeling, I know why uh, they, they might be banned, but, um, but yeah, in, in general, um, yeah, I mean, I, and, and the other thing is, too, like, I think that's important that we should talk about is that Bloody Elbow was cool with you working for Severe because you're not, like, full-time or exclusive to them, right?
2: No, technically, I'm just an independent contractor. So even if the Bloody Elbow wasn't cool, there's nothing they can do. But, right. yeah, I, I messaged uh Nate, you know, when I first, you know, decided that I wanted to cover International Fight Week. This was a couple months ago now, and I just said, hey, just a heads up, uh, you know, I'll be doing this, and and yeah. There's, again, there's nothing he can do. He said, yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, he just asked me, will that affect your work with Bloody Elbow? And no, it won't. So, because obviously there's a certain set amount of articles I need to write. And that just means I need to write more these next two weeks than say, you know, over the course of a full month. So yeah, they, they're cool with it and and everything's good okay so for those who don't know basically how it works is you got to figure
1: out which outlets are approved uh for ufc events if you want to go cover an event so severe is covered there's a few others uh you know out there that like outside of like the big ones like you know mma fighting mma junkie all these things right because believe it or not there's probably some sites out there that are approved that we don't even know about and they're not sending people to every event but they're they're approved so i mean if you're watching this and you're someone who wants to cover a ufc event and you know let me preface this by saying that if you are going to do that you got to have some content to show like you can't just you know write a blog and, and say oh yeah i'm good enough to go cover something like you got to show these sites content like they're not just going to let you go cover it for them because there needs to be some trust there as far as knowing that you know you're going to be a good person to represent their site if they're going to go cover the event so that that's important to sort of note but the process basically is is once you figure out which site that is and you, and they're they're cool with you covering it for them then you have to actually go apply the website i believe is press.ufc.com you have to sign up for an account and then you have to fill out the application and you have to do it within a certain time so um you know like if you're if you're, if you're thinking of going to a ufc event and covering it next week or something it's not going to happen because you you need to do it within uh, you know a bit of notice like we just got we talked about this off air um, we are both going to be covering the UFC Calgary card and we just got our approval I think yesterday and I think the deadline was you know like a week or so ago so it's you know you got to
2: do it within due time because they they have to go through all the applications right well in the story there I mean I actually applied as you know uh, after the deadline was over and I had to well I did I probably didn't have to but I talked to one of the UFC PR people while we were there in Vegas last week and I just said hey I just sort of thought about this now. Um, do you mind? if, Like, is it okay if I apply, even though the deadline's passed, or is it, you know, for sure no, and it, it worked out, so...
1: Yeah, and uh, and just just one thing, Nick did a great job this week. As someone like we we you know we were we were hanging out a lot this week just because you know the Canadians we stuck together. You, me, and uh, Aaron Bronsetter are at a TSN, but you know you, you did a good job of networking. I think like you know when you go to these events, you know say hi to fellow journalists. Don't be don't be shy. You know make yourself known. You have to look at that as, as an investment. So the more you're familiarizing yourself with other journalists and and the PR people too. You know don't suck up to them, but just like say hi. You know be friendly and like they knew who you were, Nick, because you introduced yourself. So it's definitely uh, important to do that type of stuff but anyways we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that later but so you, you think the hard part's over with Nick actually getting approved by the UFC and everything like that. that the hard part isn't over the hard part is Nick who's 18 years old who just graduated high school trying to get a hotel in Vegas because everything is 21 plus <laughs> tell this story because this is kind
2: of crazy <laughs> well firstly uh not to throw shaded Aaron Bronstetter or anything because I love the guy he was super nice but he didn't want to check me into my hotel for, for reasons we don't need to get into but Dan <laughs> Tom of MMA Junkie Radio he was willing to do it I will uh, forever uh, you know be gracious uh, to, to Dan Tom He's a great person and uh, you know he picked me up at the airport you know uh, not even just checking me in but he picked me up from the airport so thank you very much to uh, to Dan Tom from Junkie Radio but yeah so basically almost every hotel in Vegas you have to be 21 to check to check into uh, I thought there there are a few that are 18 and up which would have been okay for me Uh, considering I turned 18 the day before getting to Vegas, but a lot of them were a bit further away from the T-Mobile Arena and and where most of the the media events were happening last week. And so you got to be really close to that because, I mean, unless you want to pay for an Uber left and right, which you just don't want to do or else your bank account's going to, you know, be empty after a week or so of coverage. Um, So, yeah, I, I stayed at the Park MGM, the first, two or three nights I was there technically when I shouldn't have been, but no one found out and it was all good. So hopefully no one, no general manager from the park gym, is yes, watching, watching this, this interview. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and we also kind of lucked out that way too because well I guess you were smart because you, you booked your hotel a little bit later but I had booked my hotel like months in advance I knew I was going to this card and um, sometimes it's better to, to get you know everything booked ahead of time because the prices are a little bit cheaper and as I've said many times on the show I pay my own way I don't unfortunately I'm not at the point yet in my career where I have an outlet that will cover everything uh, you know like I said there's probably about 10% of people in this industry who are actually uh, getting to you know have th- their, their event paid for and getting paid on top of that and all that so for me I had to pay ahead of time but um, it just Happened that you know the hotel I booked, which used to be called Monte Carlo, is now called the Park MGM, happened to be the Fighter Hotel. And you can attest to this how easy was that doing interviews this week outside of the media stuff with fighters everywhere? Like you would literally walk anywhere, whether it was getting some food or whatever, and you'd see either a fighter that was on the card or a teammate or something. It was we ran into people all the time when we were in Vegas,
2: right? We did, and yeah, I'm very uh happy that the park mgm just happened to be the fighter hotel i know because i because you know you recommended the park mgm to me when i was still booking and hadn't known if i was going yet or not uh but i don't think that was based i, I guess you can clarify right now but that wasn't based off you knowing it was the fighter hotel that was just it's yeah. close to the arena most media guys stay there usually that was your experience anyway so we just i guess lucked out in that way but the fact that both early Wayne's were there I didn't have to wake up at seven 30 and then catch, catch, uh, you know, an Uber, a 15 minute Uber to a different hotel or a different spot. The fact that I could wake up, eat breakfast and, you know, just run down to, to the room in like five minutes was super convenient. Uh, the media day was also at the hotel for the T for the tough finale. Obviously the the media day for uh, the bit, for the pay for you was, was somewhere else. But I mean, in general, It makes it so convenient. And then, as you said, just having, you know, fighters there that aren't on the card also, like I interviewed, for example, Mike bigger who who was just there for Gerald Merchardt's fight on Friday. And, you know, the fact I could go down to the hotel lobby and meet him in a matter of seconds was really convenient. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, so
1: we'll, we'll kind of go day by day. Some people might find this boring, but some people also want to hear the behind the scenes stuff. So we'll, we'll go through it a little bit. So Wednesday comes, you we actually got to go to the tough media day. Uh, I did not, my flight got in late, so I missed that. And so my, my, my thinking in my head is okay, I'm going to try and get some of these guys outside of, uh, you know, the, the, the media day that I would have missed. So I ended up interviewing Brad Katona and uh, Mike Trezano later. I didn't get to interview Joe Gianetti or anyone like that, but then, uh, they had, for some reason, I don't know why the UFC did this, but so, so they had, uh, Tav- Brad, Tavares and Israel Adesanya for the open workouts – when they were already doing media day. So it's kind of funny when they did the media scrums because a lot of the reporters had already interviewed them on the media day. Um, like even you were just like, there's no point in me even filming this because like I've already got the content I want. Uh, but, but how was the open workouts for you? Because that was a first, I've been, this is my third international fight week. Um, this was the first one I remember them doing the open workouts at the MGM. So it's kind of neat. Like you're, you're literally like in the middle of the casino floor, they're working out, they got the scrums there. Um, and then you got just this crowd of people around you. It was kind of neat, wasn't it?
2: The open workouts was cool, I guess, in that regard, and I don't have anything to to compare it to. I know, obviously, as you just said, last year uh, was a you know way worse experience because they ended up just not even doing the scrums, so you felt like you were there for nothing. But I'm gonna be honest. I mean, I I think we've I think everybody has talked about, in hindsight, how great last week was just as far as the access goes and how well the UFC treated the media and and gave us all these interviews and and everything uh, when it comes to just our our coverage of of the whole week and the two events. Everything seemed to really go smoothly and was great uh, in comparison to maybe previous years and other events. I would say the open workouts was probably at the bottom uh, just because of that big crowd. I mean, sure, we did get to talk to Stipe and Max Holloway and Brian Ortega and DC and, of course, Tavares and Izzy again. But, I mean, the, there was a big media presence there. I didn't even try to ask someone like DC or, me, or Mio Chich question just because I was uh, behind a few cameras and they couldn't even see me or couldn't even hear me and really just wasn't worth it. I mean, I got the content, so that was good. That was good but it was loud in there and all the fans, I mean, you know, it, it was probably at the, you know, not, not the best, uh, I guess, media event or, or uh, compared to media day or, or anything else. But I mean, it was still, at least we got, Got the uh, got the scrums. So yeah, yeah,
1: we got the content we wanted, and there's music blaring and everything. Like you're trying to do these interviews while there's all this other stuff going on. So it's it's not ideal. I mean, the best is media day because you get to do the one on ones. When you're doing scrums, it's a it's a free for all. You kind of have to time it yeah. where you got to get your questions in and everything like that. So at least you got that experience though of you know getting in the scrums and everything before yeah. um, all the events. Which and is also yeah, so yeah and
2: just on just on the open work, it's one last point. I mean, the fact we were standing around so long, it was like we were there probably for two and a half or three hours yet we only got maybe 15 minutes or less of content. And so at media day, you have an hour and you're getting like 50 minutes of interviews or whatever. So uh, just the amount of waiting around you doing while they're working out, sometimes you got to figure, is it really worth it being here? But nonetheless, you know, it was still fun yeah it certainly was so so all this is happening
1: and then you know we get that great dinner or lunch i guess it was like late lunch at uh, wolfgang puck that was ufc props for that that was really good and uh you know uh, one more thing i wanted to mention so the year before when they did the open workouts they like i remember us getting there they said on the media thing video opportunities will be available we got there they are like, just so you guys know, uh, there'll be no video opportunities. Megan will going to ask questions. So I literally like, I, I, I was about to sign in and I'm like, thanks, but no thanks. Like there's no point in me going if I can't film anything. So I left and literally hung out at the M- MGM and got interviews. And uh, if you remember from last year, Nick, I got interviews with Mershart and Trevin Giles, who was there. Like literally I was just texting fighters that were at the hotel being like, Hey, do you have a quick second to do an interview? And ended up doing that. So gl- at least this year they gave us the access of the, uh, of the media scrum. So, so all this is happening. I know I went and did an interview with Mike Trezano after after the open workouts, what did you end up doing that night? You just went back and started editing, right?
2: Um, yeah, I guess it would have been editing. So open workouts was the last thing we did on the Wednesday, right? Because we had the tough yeah. media day and then open workouts. So at that point, I want to say I did an interview uh, when you were in, in interviewing Trizano. Now I can't remember it. it. Yeah, not. I can't remember. I think it was mostly just editing, getting the stuff up. And for the most part, uh, I think we just we went that was the night did we go for pizza then or was that we did and that's the yeah, funny story did. too so i was like nick
1: there's this great restaurant we can go to it's awesome it's right across the street from the park and uh <laughs> then i remembered oh yeah you're not 21 so we had to go to this pizza place <laughs> but and it was uh, good so and, and yeah i know it was, it, was, it was good pizza uh pizza something i forget what it's called it's right across the street from the park so we had some dinner there we're eating dinner what happens you remember what happened uh, you look on twitter what happens oh yeah that's when we found out max holloway was out so i thought he was, was kidding so i was like what the heck and then i look and i'm like oh my god like we saw holloway earlier in the day and like listen like when we did the media scrum i'll give you guys a little perspective here like he did not look himself but my first thought initially was like okay he's just having another tough cut that's what i thought but i did notice he was off so once i heard the news i was like okay that makes sense because he just looked he looked like I don't know if it was, like,
2: sick or tired. He just did not seem himself, though. I think you'd agree with that. Yeah, and by the way, Matt Pecet is who I did interview. That was the one thing I did after the open workouts I just remembered. But, yeah, on the point of Holloway, I'm going to be honest. Everybody, every media member is saying, particularly in hindsight, that, yeah, they noticed something was off. Now, I might have a little bit, but I just – I didn't think much of it. I thought maybe at the very least it was – or very most, it was just a tough weight cut. Max Holloway is a bigger uh, featherweight as he gets older, putting on more muscle, just, you know, uh, just sort of, you know, his body is still growing really as a guy, not even in his physical prime when it comes to MMA. And so I just figured, you know, this, this cut is getting tougher and tougher. And that's just what we're seeing. These are the effects of it. But I, it it never once crossed my mind that this guy was sick or, you know, you know, going through concussion like symptoms or anything like that. I know Brendan Schaub mentioned the other day, he heard, Hallway suffered a minor stroke or something. You know, nothing like that crossed my mind, and so when we found out, I was very surprised and more than anything, just disappointed. But at the same time, you know, hopefully. At the time, we're, we're still thinking, yeah, we're disappointed that because this is a great fight that's just been canceled. But hopefully, Max is okay. Because if he, you know, if he is going through concussion like symptoms, we still don't know what exactly he was suffering or what he still is suffering. But if it is, I mean, that can be either a career render, oh, look at TJ Grant. That think...
1: I'm... oh, hold on, We got, we got you back. Can you hear me? I can. Yes, we lost you. you know, it's, I was I'm just here. saying on air that uh, we were saying that if anyone's internet would cut out, it would be mine, but it looks like you cut out. Yeah,
2: I don't know. But nonetheless, uh, I, I don't know where you where you guys lost me, but I was just basically saying, I mean, the severity of of concussion-like symptoms for a guy who's 26, I mean, it's no joke and nothing to mess around about. So hopefully hallway is okay.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Okay, so that night you you interviewed Bissette and then we went to dinner and then uh, I was supposed to film Rob Font uh, playing top golf, but uh, that didn't end up happening. I was really bummed out about that. Rob Font's a big golfer and uh, he was planning on doing uh, some golf, uh, doing just hitting some balls at uh, the, the driving range. Um, so I didn't get to film that. So instead we went back and we did the video game shoot with Gerald Mershart and you interviewed him right after I did. And uh, that was a late night for me that, that day because um, we did, so I interviewed Mike Trezano and then I had all the scrum stuff I still had to get up. And then we, oh, and I interviewed Keith Lee. Um, Kevin Lee's brother. He came and met me at the park. Uh, we, you know, we I'd been in, doing interviews with him for for a while, and I finally got to meet him in person. And I said, you know what? Come to my hotel room. We'll play some video games. We'll film it. So we did that shoot, which was really cool. I was supposed to go to Extreme Couture and interview Jeremy Kennedy and TJ Laramie, two Canadian guys who are at uh, who were in Vegas right now training. Uh, but they, their practice got moved, so I, I had to like there was no way I could go out there that late because I had other stuff to do. So I didn't end up getting to interview them. But uh, it, I just remember after we did this stuff with Gerald, I was up till I don't know maybe one o'clock editing putting everything together so that's what it's about when you're in Vegas when you're during these fight weeks you're up late you're editing you're exporting because you want to get stuff up as soon as you can and then you're up early the next day because um what do we have on Thursday was it the weigh-ins it for the
2: early morning weigh-ins yeah
1: yeah the early morning weigh-ins for for tough and uh and of course um you know there uh, it was at the park which was nice so we didn't have to really go too far but uh yeah I guess the only highlight really from that was uh was uh, uh Julian Marquez missing weight and you got to interview Julian after his fight on Saturday uh outside really? of uh, T-Mobile.
2: Yes, I did. And it was great talking to him. I mean, Julian's such a great person. Obviously, uh, as far as the interview goes, it would have been nicer to be talking about a win, but nonetheless, still humbled in the feet and I appreciate his time. So the weigh-ins
1: happened, and then that was a crazy day. Like, this normally doesn't happen, but it was just – it was one thing after another that day. So we had to go to media day shortly after um, the weigh-ins. I think we had a little bit of a break, but I I, I feel like we just pretty much went straight to the um, to the media day.
2: And the media day – was the media day at the Palms? It was, yeah. We had a bit of a break, as you said. We had more of a break than we expected. I thought it would be basically do uh, finish the weigh and go right there. We had about an hour, an hour and a half just because the weigh At least I left early because no, no, no. Yeah, I did because I didn't wait for Marcus. There was only because Julian Marcus showed up really late because he was overweight by four pounds and all. Oh, that. right, and then
1: you left. Yeah, I, I
2: left early because I figured, okay, I still got to edit my stuff from yesterday. I got, I had to get a few other things up, a couple of interviews or whatever it was, and so that's probably more worth my time than getting one picture. So.
1: And, and just so you know the Palms is like a good 10-15 minutes away like drive from uh, from the park so a lot of us I mean they had shuttles but we pretty much just took a Lyft or Uber over there so I ended up going with uh, Jose Youngs and uh, his camera woman uh, Alex and uh, we all shared a shared a, a Lyft uh, ride heading over there so we, we get there and uh, we ended up waiting for like an hour I don't know what happened there's something disorganized with the UFC but like we ended up like in this media room there's all the media people in like the small room and for some reason they wouldn't let us upstairs so uh, we had to wait there for it felt like an hour. I'm pretty sure it was an hour. It and was
2: only, we, yeah, it was, well, I think from when we were, when we arrived, yeah, you yeah. we were supposed to get up there at like 1115 or 115 and then it would start at, you know, 145. And I think we were there to like 155. So yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it was, it, was, it was definitely later. Um, so then uh, then we get up there, and they, they did something a little bit different this year. So normally, they have everyone...
0: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin-Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the Durban marshall credit card bill
1: there for media day and you do the big thing or whatever what they did this time was they divided it into two groups so they had i think half the ufc 226 card and then another half uh, later so it was good that was i really like the way they did media day this year we ended up um, like I got a ton of interviews normally with media day you get like an hour and you got to kind of pick and choose who you're going to interview because like there's lineups you have to wait um, you know sometimes there's there's like crowds around certain fighters a lot of people like myself and you you know you want to be on camera and do it so that takes a little bit longer to set that up um, so but but no I was really happy I got a lot of really good interviews there I actually talked to like some other fighters that were just there like Vicente Luque for example was there cornering Gilbert Burns so got a quick interview with him talking about uh, you know what's next for him after coming off that win over uh, Chad Lapreze and everything so it was good I was really happy with Media Day this year, I got I got a bunch of really good content, and then uh, pretty much after that, we had to great from there. Uh, we got a little bit of a lunch, then there was the press conference, which I skipped because uh, you know I can't get any content there. And then we went to the Hall of Fame thing, which was awesome. If if you can uh, kind of recall that, that was that was a good time, wasn't it?
2: No, uh, Hall of Fame was way better. Then I thought it would be. I expected, because they sent out basically a list of the fighters to expect that we'd be able to get uh, get time with, get content with, it, you know, a long list, Chris Hyde or Chris Weib and BJ Penn. I think Matt Hughes was even on there, even though he didn't show up, which, I mean, a lot of the fighters or some of them weren't there and so don't know what happened. But nonetheless, we got a lot of great content. And the way it was set up, I mean, it, it's basically this long red carpet that you know just basically stand on the side of it and you're gonna they're just gonna sort of walk past you walk up to you and you can do sort of a scrum now you guys were doing your own sort of scrum me and Aaron Bronsted of TSN were off to the side a little bit more and so we basically got two-on-one interviews with everybody now I, I think you were probably a bit similar maybe it was like three-on-one four-on-one but because I know Junkie and Fighting were standing side by side so they did a scrum and you guys did something on your own but the way it worked I thought it would be like the open workouts I thought it'd be One guy shows up, stands around 15 cameras, and I can't hear anything. I can't say anything. I can't do anything. But getting two-on-one interviews with guys like BJ Penn and Chuck Waddell, I did not expect that. So it was really, really great
1: yeah we didn't really know who was going to come out there was a list of fighters who were supposed to be there i think there was some that were on there that didn't end up going but you really don't know who you're going to get uh when it comes by but the way they divided it was you know fighters walk down the red carpet they stop in one spot for you know five ten minutes they walk to the next spot walk to the next spot so i was in a scrum with jose young's uh who you know was my boss at, at fansided so it was fine even though it's there for flow combat we kind of worked together and then jim edwards as well as on the other side and then we had this other guy on the other side and uh you know he's he's not watching this i don't even think he follows me or anything like that so i don't mind saying it i can't even remember the guy's name but he kept doing like on camera stuff but the problem was he was getting in our our shot so like if someone was like coming like up next like we had like claudia gadea for example like walk down he was in his shot doing his stupid interview and like not even being considerate that like there was a media scrum behind us so like we had to wait like claudia we didn't like i think i got like 30 seconds with her i didn't even end up using it because i didn't even get like anything good but it was just like that uh, was so ir- irritating and like jim like credit to him because he, he he sort of piped in there uh when the when the you know the coordinator was there he's like look man like this guy's getting in our shots we can't shoot anything and the guy kept doing it and it was so annoying i don't know if you probably didn't see all of that but it was the guy with the uh the really uh kind of flamboyant uh blazer or whatever that he was wearing or whatever it was just it was, it was like so a blue in- blazer was that the yeah, guy? that guy that guy oh, yeah, my right. god that was annoying <laughs> it just, like, did, did, did not give a shit about us. Like, it was just, like, he was doing his own thing, and it's, like, there, there's, like, a level of respect, you know? Like, even when you're, like, you know this, when you're in scrums and stuff, like, you don't want to bump into someone. You don't want to, like, you know, mess up their shot or anything, but this guy, he didn't care, so. But, no, uh, Hall of Fame, though, we got a lot of really good ones. Chuck Liddell, BJ Penn, Calvin Gaslam. Cesar Ferreira uh Carolina Kovačević,
2: Michelle Watterson um, you mentioned her Michelle
1: Waterson, who was awesome I didn't end up getting Tito did you end up getting him because no was I him. didn't no I was bummed about that I've always wanted to interview him I, I've never I've never had the chance unfortunately but uh yeah I was this close um but no got, got some really good like like the Hall of Fame definitely was that added boost during the week to get some really good content and I was super happy with it and uh yeah that was that was great and um yeah. And then I think the rest of the night I was just uh, editing and, and everything else. But uh, again, another pretty long day there just with the back to back stuff that was happening. So,
2: yeah, it was I, long. But, it, it, you know, going into Thursday, I, I kept on being told, like, if you can get through this day, you can get through anything else. Uh, that was the long day. But, you know, starting early with the weigh ins and then going to bed late because you're editing. I mean, 15 interviews or whatever it was. But yeah, it, it was a good day. Yeah, no, it certainly was. And then uh, let's go
1: let's go to Friday then uh, early morning weigh-ins UFC 226. Obviously the whole thing with um, who missed weight. I'm just trying Kiesa. to oh K- Kiesa, right. So there was that. And then um, I feel like we had a little bit of time. Yeah, we did. We had like a little bit of a break there, I think. And then we had to go to the the Palms again for the tough uh, finale card, which as everyone knows on you know on TV it wasn't wasn't the greatest card, but there was certainly some good moments and obviously capped off with a really great main event in Israel Adesanya. And man, that guy gave a good uh, post fight scrum. Uh, after after the fights.
2: Israel Adesanya is a guy that gets it. Now I know you yeah. say the same thing everybody basically says it, but I and I know you were saying this that that night right after the win. This this was sort of Israel Adesanya's breakout performance. This was the one that really stood out so far anyways. I mean, he looked good against Mike Wilkinson, he looked alright against Marvin Vittori, but he looked fantastic against a top 15 veteran in Brad Tavares. This was a big win for him and uh you know, topping off a card that wasn't so great. You're going to remember this win for, for a while.
1: Yeah, and I believe it was here when you talked to the UFC about getting the Calgary thing, right? Because I, I think I had mentioned it to you, and I'm like, hey, have you applied or whatever? I forget. How did this conversation start? I I, I feel like I somehow was talking to you about it or something.
2: I, I don't remember, which is funny, but we were just sort of we were sitting side by side at the table with the Jim Edwards, Danny Austin, Jose Youngs, and Jose's photo- or videographer and uh yeah, i'll just i don't remember who mentioned it it was because i was just looking at the schedule and maybe i noticed hey calgary is actually a good card i feel like doing this again in a couple of weeks or you mentioned that or i don't know how, how it came up initially but quickly i just realized yeah I, it, that would be fun i mean you know flight to calgary not all that expensive maybe i should do this and here i am <laughs>
1: And then uh, 226, I mean, we'll just talk about this a uh, little bit, obviously. Um, you know, So so Saturdays are good because you kind of get the morning off. Uh, you can kind of just relax, take it easy. I ended up going to the Las Vegas fight shop. I always check out T-shirts and stuff there. Um, I, I think your dad w- was in at that point uh, or whatever. Well, you he got in remember. on Thursday. so yeah. He got in on Thursday, yeah, so you get to hang out a bit with him. But, yeah, I just did a little bit of sightseeing in the morning. Saturdays are good to, like, get a nap, uh, you know, get, just kind of walk around Vegas a little bit. It's obviously really nice out there and everything. And the World Cup's going on, so I saw a lot of people watching that. I haven't watched a second of it. I have no country <laughs> to uh, so, so I just sort of uh, you know ignored all that, and then um, yeah, we had the big event obviously at T-Mobile. Um, yeah, T-Mobile is an awesome arena. I guess one of the things I should point out uh, when you when you do cover uh, an event at T-Mobile, you don't really have uh, you know access to go back and forth. So like you kind of have to pick if you want to stay in the back or go out. So we pretty much stayed in the back because we had to get the interviews, and uh, yeah, we got a lot of really good interviews. Although I will say um, I'm so bummed about this. Uh, I missed a media scrum. Uh, you remember Cleo Roundtree? We missed him. Yeah.
2: I don't know how because he was there.
1: As he was there, and it was short. I, I looked. I looked. I looked at the scrum after, and um, and he um, yeah, and I, and I saw it was like five minutes. So I'm guessing he just sort of got in and got out or whatever. But uh, I'm bummed about that. But as it stands right now, I am set to interview him on Saturday, so I'm going to be getting some post fight stuff with him, which is great. But uh, yeah, there's basically two rooms at T-Mobile. There's one with like a lot of like tables and chairs, but Nick and I went in the other room because uh, you can see if the fighters walking by. Although that kind of worked against us because. <laughs> he'll come in but it was good and then they give you like a meal voucher um you can go use it at any part of t-mobile uh for dinner so we ended up getting sushi or something like that and then we just sat it was literally we were in a room with um it was me nick luke thomas heidi fang um some of other Luke's like producers and stuff. And it wasn't like a huge like group of people. So it was good. You could watch the fights. We had a really good TV. So we saw everything. And it was cool. Like one of the best parts and I'm sure you can attest this as your first event, like getting to watch everything unfold and then you know you see like the main event with DC and everything. Like to be able to watch that with like a Luke Thomas was was pretty cool, I thought.
2: No, it really was awesome that one room because I initially had sat down in the main room, but I realized right, I mean you mentioned I mean you you said because I was at the very end where I'd have to go around a whole table and a bunch of chairs to get to my camera. And you mentioned, I mean, you probably don't want to sit at the very back or whatever. And so I ended up just going into the other room, you know, following you or whatever. But yeah, I noticed afterwards that all these tripods and cameras are completely in the way of the TV screen. So I don't know how the the people because there's a lot of people in that room. I don't know how they were watching the TV without. You know getting very annoyed because everything's blocking the way but yeah the way the way we had it set up i mean other than the fact we missed one of the media scrums i think it was really perfect and yeah as you said getting to watch these fights with you know such a great mma mind like luke thomas i mean that was really cool um seeing the re- i think the best moment uh, of all of fight week almost was the reaction of us when dc knocked up steepy that was just really cool yeah, to be able
1: to experience that. And then what was cool after was, you know, we had to walk to the press conference. And uh, who's a couple of feet in front of us? Brock Lesnar. Like, that was kind of <laughs> neat. You know, I'd, I'd seen Brock before at UFC 200. But you just – you see how just, you know, behemoth this guy is. and uh, head was, a bunch was of way
2: foot- above anybody else. It, you know, the Yeah, he
1: definitely stood out. Yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. So, they had to take us, like, in a group. And we went uh, to the tent. So, you have to go through all the fighter locker rooms. So, we saw a ton of fighters on the way out. Like, Len- Renata rockers? Kane Rockhold we saw DC like you know have the belt with his kids and stuff so that was kind of neat but there's a lot of cool stuff uh, that kind of went on behind the scenes there I was hoping Brock was going to be at the presser but it turns out I guess he was just walking to get the hell out of there um, so so that was kind of cool so the presser happens I made the mistake uh, and you know and, uh, and I'm sure you did as well well because I was like hey just stay here but we were kind of in the middle which is fine because you can see everything pretty good but then to like get the microphone to ask questions it was a pain in the ass so I didn't ask a single question kind of wish I did but uh, I just didn't feel like there was anything I, I could have added I didn't just want to ask something for the for the sake of asking it, so uh, I just sat back and enjoyed it. And uh, maybe the Calgary one will ask something, but uh, this one I, I decided to sit out. Um. What else? I uh, did a quick reaction video after that was over, and then literally after that, um, went out for drinks with uh, a few of the other media members: uh, Jose Youngs, Jim Edwards, Danny Austin, and then met up with Biggie Rhodes, who ended up uh, who was there, you know, just supporting, uh, you know, uh, Gerald Murshard uh, for, for the card. We had a couple drinks. I ended up hanging out with him for most of the night. Just, uh, you know, he was uh, gambling. I just kind of talked, hung out and talked with him for a little bit. Just, you know, talk some fight stories and things like that. And, you know, it was it was the last night. Wanted to have a couple drinks, so I did that. And then I uh, had to get up early and, and take my flight home but uh this was one of the the best international fight weeks this was the best international fight week i got to cover i think i got the best content i did over 50 interviews and everything else and uh, overall it was uh it was really good how do you look back on your experience? Is this being your event
2: well, it's gonna to be tough to beat. And I don't have anything can to uh, compare this, uh to compare this to. So maybe Calgary will just be even more amazing, but I doubt it. I mean, this was really fun. Um, you know, from Wednesday having, you know, the tough finale, uh, media day and the open workouts, that was all great. The the media day on Thursday was really great. The early wanes were all cool and just everything. The events, of course, particularly seeing history being made in the main event. Uh, of the pay per view and uh, so many other great fights besides in lewis i mean that the 226 uh, yeah, as far as the actual fights go was a great card just watching it at home would have been cool and so to be there hearing bruce buffer announce the winner like yeah, there is a delay because the tv is like a second delay and just hearing it you, you know you're there just really cool but i i think the access was great uh the fact that every notable media member essentially was there uh, and and I got to meet most of them was very cool. Of course, can't, can't introduce yourself to everybody. Can't talk to uh, to everybody, but I think I got the main, uh, main guys checked off or whatever, but yeah, it was a great week and uh, I'm looking forward to Calgary.
1: Yeah, Calgary's gonna be great. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. But I wanted to sort of look back a little bit more. Um, yeah. What were some challenges you had this week? Was there anything that you that you look back on? You're like, hey, I would have wished I would have done this, or were there any things where you're like, ah, I w- wish I had this? Like, like what were some uh, challenges just from your end as someone who covered, uh, you know, one of the biggest cards of the year?
2: Um, well, I guess at the open workouts, that uh, you know, that the whole open workouts was a little challenging. Just you know, if I got a one on one opportunity with Steepa or DC, yeah, there's things I'd like to ask them most likely, but. in in an environment where you know you can barely hear what they're saying I I just didn't really feel like asking questions so that was a bit of a challenge I think I I thought going into the week I would get more one-on-one interviews that were just like beside like on you know sort of beside everything like I talked to Mike Biggeros for example I I talked to Julian Marquez uh totally not set up by the UFC or anything like that talked to Murchard after his win I I just thought there'd be a little more of that like the hotel interviews kind of like what I did for UFC Winnipeg but when you're credentialed you have you, you don't have to but you feel like you should go to all the open workouts and the media days and everything so there's just not as much time for for your sort of setup on the side one-on-one interviews uh, like one thing I really uh, wish I could have done was interview Brad Gatona in Vegas because uh, I tried to get him when he came to Winnipeg before the fight he was busy he you know it just didn't work out in Vegas and and so I'll probably be talking to him uh sometime early next week here in Winnipeg he'll be back after cornering his uh, uh his girlfriend Katie Saul and her fight coming up this weekend so at least we'll we'll get him eventually but I think interviewing him in Vegas you know cuz he's a guy I've known for about 3 years now that would have been really cool but I think just more one-on-one interviews is what I expected but I can't really say it was a challenge cuz I was busy nonetheless Well, and I remember too, you were saying your camera, some of the
1: shots you had to like double check them or something, or that was just like a fluke. Like there's nothing you really could have done about that. I guess with
2: the camera a lot, if you look back on a lot of my media day stuff, it's just slightly blurry. Like not where you can't watch it, not where you can't see the guy's face or the girl's face or anything, but just a little blurry, a little more blurry than you would like. So I guess just make the the technical stuff is sort of the challenge, I guess here. Um, Just making sure the camera is 100% okay. You'll also notice in a lot of my interviews, the light, the way the light enters the lens is very bizarre. It goes, it, it basically Darker darkens. Light. Yeah. It, it's, I don't understand it. I'll probably go to a camera store and sort of just ask them and maybe get another lens before Calgary. But I don't know why I'm not a camera guy. So the, I guess the technical things, I mean, making sure the editing's all good and lining the audio in the video up, you know, got taking, and I, you know, I had to get used to that. But for the most part, I think everything went pretty well
1: okay yeah i'd agree um and then what about um you know just sort of looking back on what was the equipment you use maybe for people who are wondering like what laptop do you use what camera what tripod all that stuff and maybe the tripod you can't remember but what was some of the equipment you use in case people are wondering
2: yeah my laptop is just a dell uh it's one of the one of dell's higher end uh, laptops i got it about a year and a half ago so i don't think they sell this exact one anymore but you can get something similar um I know you even mentioned it, like it looks like a MacBook, so it, it it runs pretty well, you know, for editing and the export time, it's all good, so it's not, I used to have a crappy laptop before this, and I would not want to bring that to Vegas and cover the biggest UFC card of the week, uh, or of the year, sorry, Um. so the laptop, I have, uh, the camera is just, uh, I actually borrowed my mom's Nikon D3300, seemed to work well, I think, you know, when the autofocus was working, and when everything was okay, and You know, the light wasn't, you know, going dark and light again. Uh, I think, you know, the quality. I mean, I'm biased because it's my own content, but I think it was pretty good. So I was happy with the actual camera. Um, I I have this light that I'm using right now. I don't I don't know what it is. It's just some studio camera light. I I use it a little bit for the one-on-one interviews. I forgot to turn it on for most of them, but uh, it worked fine. And the tripod, just uh, just a generic tripod. Everything, you know, the nothing, nothing too fancy, but. It worked out, so yeah, certainly did.
1: Okay, so let's talk about Calgary quickly, and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, so you are going; you got your, your credentials. Um, I guess you're still figuring out travel arrangements and all that stuff. But uh, I'm sure you're like me; you're trying to set stuff up ahead of time because we, at this moment, do not have an itinerary. We you usually get that closer to fight time, and then you can kind of coordinate how you're going to spend your time and everything like that. I guess first hit the Calgary before.
2: No, I actually haven't been to Alberta. Um I haven't oh, wow. I haven't seen much of Canada, which is kind of funny. I've been to BC, I've been to Saskatchewan if that even counts and I've been to Ontario, but that those are the only three uh, other provinces in, in Canada I've been to. So first time in Alberta and I hear at least Banff is nice. I know Banff is great for skiing and everything, but Calgary, I don't know if there's much to see there. Is there?
1: Yeah, there's a bit. I mean there's, you know, like like I said there's uh, you know, some CFL going on this time of year. Um I don't know. I've, I haven't been to Calgary since I was a kid, so this will be a first for me. But I'm going to try and connect with some of the or the uh, fighters that are there that are in Alberta. Uh, you know, Jesse Arnett, someone I'm going to try and uh, link oh, yeah. up with, uh, you know, a couple of local guys and stuff just to get some extra content while I'm out there. And that's one, one other thing I'll point out is I'm going to try and get some like I'll be there for float Combat, but I'll be also getting content for other outlets outside of the media stuff just because, you know, take advantage of the time while you're there. I get in on Wednesday. I'll be leaving Sunday. I'll be curious to see. And this is something that, that you, you should take note of. I'll be curious to see what the media presence is like on this car because it's a pretty that card if you look at some of the names on there but it's not a pay-per-view it's just a fox card so who who will come out like i don't know if like espn and ariel will that card um i don't know if fighting will, will send someone out for that card either i know in the past when it comes to fight night cards maybe fox card's a little bit different but i know for fight night when i covered like the the wonder boy and Roy mcdonald card uh, in ottawa there was like no media at all like there was a few canadian people i remember like jordan breen from sure dog was there but it was pretty light. No no MMA fighting. I think Junkie sent Matt Erickson and Bond, and, bon, and uh, it was pretty pretty light. Like, I remember that post-fight presser. There was probably, like, five of us. It was really, really small.
2: Yeah, so. it's interesting just because, uh, like, the card is very good for a Fox card. Even though, you know, it is big Fox, it's a really good card. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Alvarez, Poirier two Steven Zaldo, Yumjacek, uh, Torres. Like, that's a really good uh, top three fights uh, for free TV, but – yeah, I don't expect the media presence to be all that great. I know uh, Alex K. Lee and uh, Casey Nestor are going for fighting. That's I right. Assume, you did mention that, yeah. I, I assume Ariel won't be going. Luke Thomas usually does pay for use as well. So I, I think that, you know, Junkie, of course, will be there like every single card. I mean, they're going to Boise of all places, and I'm sure they're going to Hamburg. So they'll have people there. But, yeah, fighting will too. But you're not you're not going to have – I mean, it's basically going to be, you know, where you see everybody like junkie is everywhere. You'll, you'll see them. You'll see the local Calgary newspapers, but there's not going to be nearly as much as we saw last week. So
1: Nick, this was awesome, man. I really appreciate you coming back on as the first returning guest on the program. I hope uh, the people watching this was really informative. I'm sure uh, people are going to want to reach out to you, kind of pick your brain on how coverage was as your first event. Uh, so where can people find you on social media and what interviews do you got coming up? What, what type of work uh, will we be checking out in the next week? Uh, the
0: floor is yours, man.
2: Well, firstly, uh, thanks for having me. I feel honored to be the uh, the only or the first returning guest. Uh, you should get Ed Cap back on; make him number two pretty soon. Yeah, Ed, Ed
1: I got to get back on. Sorry to interrupt you there. Uh, just because we had like tech issues, and I think I only yeah. got him for like half an hour, so I, I want to get more in in depth with Ed, who is the best PR guy in the industry, not even close. Ed is, Ed is the best. So I'm sure you
2: could talk to Ed for two or three hours. So probably, I yeah. If, we we go, back, more,
1: we go back. a couple of years. So there's
2: more podcasts to be uh to be done with Ed Cap, but uh, your listeners can follow me on twitter at nick baldwin mma you can check out all of my work or most of it i guess at bloodyabbacom uh, as far as interviews i got coming up on my youtube channel youtube.com slash the mma circus yesterday i talked to zach Otto and luis pena uh the the day before i talked to curtis blades kurt holiba and tabaris gordon and today i talked to new ufc fighter from the contender series bavon lewis who i know you're talking to as well later today um As far as all my International Fight Week, that is on Severe MMA's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash severe art. That is also where you can find all my stuff for Calgary in a couple of weeks. I think that's it. Thank you again for having me.
1: No problem. Uh, quickly plug all my interviews here quickly. I got a whole bunch for UFC Boise coming up here. I interviewed Junior Dos Santos last night, as well as his opponent, Blagoy Ivanov. You can watch that card on Saturday. It's coming up here at UFC Boise. Also interviewed Mark De La Rosa. Junior Dos, uh, did a pros picks for Junior Dos Santos and Blagoy Ivanov. Justin Scoggins, Kurt Hollibaugh, Sage Northcutt, Marion Renault. Zach Otto and Randy Brown. You can find that all on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Lynch on sports. I got a whole bunch on Fightful as well. Fightful.com. Check that out. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Lynch on sports. And we'll be back next week with another great episode of the MMA industry podcast. Thanks for uh, uh, sticking with me. I know I skipped again last week. Uh, Next week, we'll be back uh, with with another great guest and uh, thanks everyone everyone for watching. We'll see you next week.